once again an honor and a privilege for me to be able to be here with you this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. My dear loving and gracious Heavenly Father, Father God, it's a privilege. Lord, it's an honor to be able to stand before your people this morning, Lord, to to proclaim you as our God. Lord, how great you are. Lord, as we have sung joyful to you this morning and praises to your holy name, Lord, I, I thank you for just allowing us to be able to gather together as brothers and sisters joining in one mind, one body, and one accord just to come to praise you. And Father God, as we come this morning to open your word, Lord, and Lord, I pray this morning that your people will be edified. Lord, I pray this morning that your people will be sanctified. Lord, and I pray this morning that you will be glorified. Lord, just hide me behind the cross. Lord, speak through me this morning. Lord, and we're going to give you all the praise and the glory and honor for it all. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Brothers and sisters, in the last couple of weeks, I really truly believe that this great country that we live in is the absolutely most critical time in our life. We find ourselves in one of the strongest spiritual battles that I really truly believe that we are fighting at this time. We are fighting a spiritual battle, and, and the, the world around us is starting to say it's your fault, and it's your fault, and it's your fault, and it's your fault. Let me tell you something this morning. Listen, there are, is not a single law or a rule that is going to make people behave. There is not a single law or rule to make people behave. Let me tell you something. God looked down upon people, and he gave people ten rules that they need to follow. Ten rules that they need to follow, and we couldn't even follow ten. We couldn't follow ten. Then the Jewish people decided, well, since this ten is so hard for us to follow, let's go and add 713 more. Well, if they could not follow ten, what makes them think that they could follow 713? Listen, there is no political party that is ruling in your favor. The Bible says... A house divided will not stand, brothers and sisters. And as long as we're having a political party to demand and stand up and fight against one another on two different agendas, listen, we're going to see the chaos that we see in this great country that we live in now. We're fighting an enemy that we do not see, that believe that we are blinded by the enemy. We're wanting to say, it's your fault, and it's your fault, and it's your fault. And our eyes have been blinded to be able to see who the real enemy is and what his goal and his tactics really, truly are. Because, brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. The real enemy has the, does not have the best interest in you. He has got one goal and one goal only to do to you. And we're going to see that this morning. We're going to see who the real enemy is. We're going to see how to conquer. And we're going to see what his tactics are. I preached this message some time ago, but God continued to lead me back to this. 
message as, as I began to pray yesterday while I was at work, well, what God would have me to do. Because I sit back and I see all the chaos that this world is going in, and now they want to say that you have a mental illness if you believe in Jesus Christ. Well, glory be to God, I always knew I was crazy. I always knew I was crazy. But glory be to God, if it's believing in Jesus Christ, I'm glad it's that simple. I'm glad it's that simple, people. But they want to say that you have a mental illness if you believe in Jesus Christ. Thank the Lord. I thought it was something else wrong with me. Y'all probably think that it is something else wrong with him. He just don't know it yet. But I'm glad to know that I found the symptoms. You know what? And I don't mind being crazy. I just hope I'm crazy for Jesus. You know, church, I really believe that, that we have failed society. We have failed society. Because the church, you know what, it's, it's easy to be on fire and live for Jesus Christ as long as we're in this nice surrounding that we're in. But brothers and sisters, it's hard to be the hands and the feet and let a light shine for Jesus Christ out there in that world. And let me tell you something, you know what, we don't need to see Jesus just in this church. We need to see Jesus out in this world. We need to be edified and, and letting Jesus be seen through us. Not be, be like the rest of the world. We're to be different. Listen, the enemy, it ain't no doubt in my mind that the enemy is, is, has destroyed some lives sitting right here amongst us this morning. <coughs> Listen, he's trying to take our kids away from us. He's trying to destroy your marriage. He's trying to destroy your relationship with other people. He's making you be the accuser of your brethren. We're wanting to fight over stuff that don't even matter than the stuff that really truly matters. It don't. But it's important for us to know who our enemy is. Listen, in Ezekiel 28, 12 through 49, the, the Bible gives a plain script, uh, 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 description of who Satan is. And, and Satan was a magnificent angel of God created in all beauty and wisdom. He was created in all beauty and wisdom. But because of his, his great wisdom that he thought he had, he thought he wanted to be equal with God. And he had to, God said, you can't. So God had to cast him down. Now, I don't know if angels have ranking or not, but Satan was a very high official. He was a, a worship leader in the kingdom of God. And he thought he was equal of God, and his iniquity found him out. And God casted him and a third of his angels out of heaven into the Garden of Eden. And Satan began to do something in the Garden of Eden. He began to deceive And in Revelation chapter 12, Satan knows something that you and I don't believe. You know why Satan's working so hard to do what he does? He knows it's when, but listen, no man knows when Jesus is coming back. But let me tell you something, Satan knows it's coming soon. 
And you don't want to know why Satan's working so hard? Because he knows that he's coming soon, brothers and sisters. You want to know why he's working so hard? He's working harder than we are. He's working harder than we are, and that's a crying shame because we always think we got tomorrow. And Satan says, no, I'm going to get you today while I got you because he don't know what tomorrow holds. Ephesians 6.12 says that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against powers and principalities of darkness. Let me tell you something. It ain't your child. It ain't your husband. It ain't your hot wife that, that, that you're having the trouble with. It's Satan. It's Satan. It's not flesh and blood. It's not some political party. It's not President Trump. Listen, I didn't vote for Obama, and I don't know anybody that did. But listen, the Bible tells me that God raises kings up and he sets kings down. And listen, if it's one thing that I believe, listen, I can't find nobody voted for him because God's the only person I know that can put him there. You might not have voted for Trump, but God seemed to think that he's the best person in time for us. Because God raises kings up and God sets kings down. He's been doing it since the very beginning. So don't get caught up in the political party. Don't look to the political party to, to fix the problem. Because listen, God gave us ten and we couldn't follow ten. Hey, no law is going to change the heart of man. The only thing that's going to change the heart of man is the love for God. The only thing that's going to change the heart of man is the love of God. Who is our enemy? Go to our next slide, please. What is his goal? Man, he has got a goal in mind, and he is working to do everything that he can. John 10, 10 says he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Listen, brothers and sisters, it's sad to say that some of you may not make it. It's, it's, it's a, it breaks my heart to know that some of you may not make it. Because you're going to take this spiritual battle that you're fighting right now or that you may fight in the near future and you're going to allow Satan to achieve his goal. You're going to allow him to kill and take away what God has tried to raise you up and to steal in you. You're going to allow him to be able to steal the joy that comes from only above. And you're going to allow him to be able to destroy what you have worked so hard in trying to build and work towards the kingdom of heaven. But we're, going to, we're fighting a spiritual battle here that some of us is going to say, oh, this is too hard. I can't do this. I can't do this. This battle is too hard. I cannot do this. And we just assume to quit and say, okay, God, I can't do it. You can't either. And we quit. And you know who won when we quit, brothers and sisters? Satan. He accomplished his goal. Because when you quit, you stop moving forward. You stop moving forward. You give up. Listen, this walk that we are trying to walk, this straight and narrow, is the absolutely hardest thing that I've ever tried to do in my life. The absolute hardest thing that I've ever tried to do in my life. But it's also been the most rejoicing thing that I've ever done in my whole life. The many tears that have been shed, the many restless nights, 
that have been not slept. The many nights that we have knelt in prayer and, and prayed till you can't pray no more, till you, you don't even know what to pray. God, thank the Lord for that. Because, brothers and sisters, let me just you know something. If God leads you to it, I promise you he'll lead you through it. And I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but let me tell you something. It gives me great joy to wake up in the morning and find myself in the hardest battle that I have ever fought in my life because I know one thing, that, that Satan had to ask for me. That Satan had to ask for me. He went before God and says, hey, let me try this at Kirby. And God says, okay, try that at Kirby. Well, I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but that makes me want to swell up a little bit that the Almighty God looks down upon old Kirby and says, he must be faithful. Go ahead, Satan. Have your way with him. And for my almighty God to look upon you and I and see that, that ought to swell up in you to say, Satan, is that the best you got? Is that the best you got? Because let me tell you something, brothers and sisters, Satan has no power. He has no might. He is limited to what he can do. He has to ask God for everything. He had to ask God before he could even come to you. That ought to swell you up inside and say, come on, Satan, is that the best you got? Because my God is mightier than you. He ain't even got no power of himself. Go to our next slide, please. Who is he known as? We're going to look at these several names of who Satan is in the Bible and, and look at what these names say that they are. Well, he, he's known as a tempter. In Matthew 4, 3, he's known as a tempter. Now, when the tempter came and he, to, to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. Jesus has been fasting for 30 days and uh, 40 days and 40 nights, and, and he, he's weak and he's down. And listen, if you want to know when Satan's going to tempt you, he's going to tempt you at your weakest. He's going to tempt you at, the, at your weakest. He's going to tempt you at your lowest. Jesus has been fasting him for 40 days and 40 nights. And he goes to him and he says, listen, just command these, these stones to turn to bread. And Jesus could have done it and they would have. But see, Satan tempts us. He's known as a tempter. Go to our next slide, please. He's known as the enemy. In Matthew 13, 39, it says, The enemy who sows them is, excuse me, is the devil. The harvest is the end and the uh, end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Listen, the enemy, Satan, is our enemy. Listen, many of you know that, that I train dogs. And I love training dogs because you can make a dog do some things that you can't make other things do. And if I could ever get people to behave like a dog, <laughs> my goodness, I would be wealthy. Because I know that there are some husbands and wives that would bring their, their, their wives or their children to me and says, Hey, will you twist their little toes? Will you grab them by, do the ear pinch? Will you put that electric collar thing that you got on in to make them behave? And it's easy to do that kind of stuff with dogs. But with people, we don't know how to behave. Listen, the enemy. He's 
Brothers and sisters, this is a real fight. This is a real fight. This ain't something that we need to take lightly. Because, listen, don't forget his name. Let's go to our next slide. He's the father of lies. You are the father. Uh, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He is a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. How did he deceive Satan? Uh, deceive Eve in the Garden of Eden? Eden? He lied to her. Oh, eat of this fruit. You shall surely not die. A physical death, no. A spiritual death, yeah. From the beginning, from the very beginning, he's a liar. The truth is not in him. Go to our next slide. He's also known as a murderer in John 8, 44. Go to our next slide. The God of this age, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, whose mind the God of this age has blinded, has blended, who <clears throat> do not believe, who have, excuse me, whose mind of the age, the God of this age, has blinded who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon him. Listen, you want to see what's wrong with the people right now? Listen, they're following the God of this age. The God of this age. The internet, whatever. It's the reason why I'm glad to see kids rally together, but they're rallying together for the wrong cause. To gather together and walk out of school. I don't know what right kids think they got, but the only right I think kids has got is obey mama and daddy and do what mama and daddy have to say. Now, do kids do that? No. Now we'll stand there and pat them on the back when they stand up there behind the microphone and, and demand stuff to be done. The God of this age. The God of this age. Our next slide. An angel of light. This is the one right here that when, when I was doing this study several years ago that really got me. As Satan himself, it says, and no, in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen it says, and no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Oh, it's okay. Go ahead and do that. It's good. It won't hurt you. Oh, nobody loves you like I do. Transforms yourself into an angel of light. Listen, the enemy is... is it's a real true fight. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you have been in the, the hardest spiritual fight that you've ever fought in. And some of you haven't made it there yet. But the only way I want you, the reason why I'm bringing this message to you right here is, listen, if you ain't fought him, you're going to fight him eventually. And I want to show you how to overcome him. 
I want to show you how we beat our enemy. Because defeating the enemy, the number one goal to defeating your enemy is knowing who your enemy is. The second goal to defeating your enemy is know how he works. You want to defeat your enemy? First of all, know who your enemy is. Second of all, know how he works. And then you can defeat him. Let's go to our next slide. He's a prince of the power of the air in Ephesians 2, 1 and 3. And you, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sin, in which you once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Among them also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as others. Prince and power of air. Enemies real. Let's go to our next slide. The adversary. 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because the your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You don't think he's waiting on you to catch you at the weakest moment? Stay out of church. Stay out of God's word. Quit praying. All you're doing is opening the door, and buddy, he's standing there waiting to pounce. He's an adversary. He's a roaring lion. Our next slide's going to show that, I think. Yeah. He's a roaring lion seeking whoever he may devour. Listen, Satan will chew you up and spit you out. Because once you accomplish, once he's accomplished his goal in you, you know what? You're no good for him. You're no good for him. Go to our next slide, Felicia. He's deceiver. In Revelation 12, 9. So the great dragon was cast out, the serpent of the old called the, the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. See, he deceived Eve herself. He deceived. He's a deceiver. He makes you think that you can live your life however you want to. That you once believed in God and you do all these things. But listen, when you continue to walk and live a sinful lifestyle, you're being deceived, brothers and sisters. You're being deceived. And he's deceiving a lot of people nowadays. He's deceiving a lot of people. I really believe that the deceiver in him is the one thing that he did so good at is deceiving people. The accuser of the brethren in Revelation 12:10. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ has come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. Accuser of the brethren. You want to know why our churches 
and we've had several here get mad over something that the brother or sister did and walk out. The accuser of our brethren. Accuser of our brethren. Make you mad, hurt your feelings. So you'll leave. You quit. He's good at what he does. Where is Satan's domain? In Job, Job 1.7, he has to come and ask for permission for you. In Revelation 20.10, I want to read that real quick. Revelations 20.10, listen to this right here. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophets are and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. Hell was designed for Satan and his fallen angels. That's the only way, only reason why hell was designed. Because he says that it's God's will that none should perish but all have eternal life. Listen, God wants to save all of creation. He don't want a single soul to go to hell. But Satan says, listen, I know my destination. I know where I got to go. And if I go, I'm not going alone. I'm going to take as many of God's people that I can. Because, brothers and sisters, we are all created in the image of God to bring God glory. Now, does everybody do that? Why, no. But that's what you was designed for. That's what you was created for. You weren't created to go spend eternity in hell forever and ever with constant torment, Satan and his third of his angels. Back up to that let slide, that last slide, please. Satan is real, but limited by his own power. He has no power. He has no power. Satan does not live in hell, but it is his final destination. And he knows that. Remember, Revelation 12 told us that he only has a little while. He knows his final. Let's go to our next slide, please. How do we overcome Satan? Here's the remedy. Here's the remedy. While we are aware of Satan's work, we must be even more aware of the real source of power, Jesus Christ. Listen, Satan is defeated. I don't know if you know it or not, brothers and sisters, but when Jesus Christ went and laid down on that cross and Satan really truly thought that when Jesus Christ was hung up on that cross, because listen, while Jesus Christ was suffering, 
he understood what it like what it felt like to be out of the absence of God's presence. Because you know why? Because he had the sin of the whole world upon him. And listen, God can't be with sin there. And as Jesus Christ willingly laid his life down on the cross for sinners like you and I, Satan really thought, you know what? I think we've won. We've defeated this. Lo and behold, he died upon a cross. They buried him, and three days later, he arose. Let me tell you something. Satan himself can't defeat Jesus. And listen, brothers and sisters, if you are in Jesus, he can't defeat you either. He can't defeat you either. Ephesians 6, 11 is talking about spiritual warfare. We've got to put on the whole armor of God. Not just some of it, but you got to put all of it on. And listen, if you are a follower and a believer in Jesus Christ, you're going to fight some spiritual battles in your life. Knowing how to defeat Him is the only way you're going to overcome Him. I want to read to you Revelation 12, 7 through 12. This war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon uh, and the dragon and his angels fought and they did not prevail nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out the serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world, he was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Listen to this right here. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of, of his Christ has come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast down, and they overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimonies that they, and they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heaven, you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, of the sea. For the devil has come to you having great wrath because he knows he has a short time. Listen, he lives in the glorious majesty of heaven. <clears throat> and I'm going to tell you something. I would be a little peed off too if I had to lived in the glorious greatness of heaven and I got sold to this world. I would be a little upset too. I'm just glad I got to go through this before I can get up there. Because I'd be upset if I was up there and got sold to this right here. You see the shape that it's in. But listen, he's come down to you with great wrath. Because he only knows he's got a short while. 
brothers and sisters, don't let Satan work harder than you. Is there another slide or is that all of them? I can't remember. That's all of them. Listen. The enemy's real. The challenges are tough. And the only way that you and I are going to overcome him is to know who the real enemy is and how he really works. Brothers and sisters, don't allow him to kill you, destroy you, and not for you keep you from finishing this walk and this run that we're racing for towards the cross. As brothers and sisters, just like Nick and Kevin, we have all stood right here and we've seen many people come and go that never finished the race because it gets too hard. Though the hill may get hard to climb and the cross may get heavy, Brothers and sisters, help one another. When Jesus was at his toughest moments and they had been beaten and, and, and slain and he couldn't make it up the hill toting his own cross, there was someone there to help him that was willing to do it. Brothers and sisters, you don't have to fight this fight alone if you're fighting. You don't have to fight this battle if you're fighting alone. I want you to know as your brother in Christ I want to do everything that I possibly can to see you succeed. I want to see you finish this race. I want to see you make that mark and win that, that glorious crown of righteousness that will wait for you when you get to heaven. I want to see you make that But I don't want to see you get tired and quit. I don't want to see you give up. I don't want to see your home destroyed. I don't want to see your children taken away from you because you don't see that this is a spiritual battle. Listen, we can't fight a spiritual battle with worldly laws. We can't fight a spiritual battle with worldly warfare. We can only fight these spiritual battles through the Spirit. And the only way that we're going to fight through the Spirit is, listen, is down on your knees, praying and saying, God, I can't do this by myself. I can't make this by myself. Lord, this is the hardest battle that I've ever fought. Lord, Satan is trying to take my kids away from me. Lord, Satan is trying to destroy my marriage. Lord, help me fight this fight. Help me win this fight. And while you're down on your knees praying with everything that you got in you, listen, brothers and sisters, don't lose hope in what you're going through. This week, I've been battling with one of the strongest tools that I really think that Satan has used in society today, and that's the tool of addiction. And I see that that, that tool of addiction 
is the hope that they had in this world. The hope that they had in, in dealing with things that life brings at us. Listen, our hope is in Jesus Christ. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Cling to these words. Cling to the hope that he has. Because let me tell you something, I would have never been able to make it through the hardest battle that I've ever had to fight in my life if it hadn't been for my brother. When I found myself at a point that I didn't know what to do, I have done everything that I have done. And my brother come to me and he wrapped his arms around me and he says, Curtis, he said, how did you get through the last battle that you fought? And I said, I kept hoping in God. I kept hoping in Jesus Christ. And he grabbed me a little bit tighter, and he picked me up because my legs were so weak that I felt like I was about to pass out and faint because I was broken and hurting. And he was had his arms around me, and he was holding me. He says, let me tell you something. You got through that battle, cling to the same hope that it's going to get you through this battle. You know what? And that brother stood by me and never let me fall. When I couldn't stand up on my own, he had his arms around me, holding me, and letting me know that I don't have to do this by myself. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, you ain't got to do that by yourself this morning. I'm going to ask you, listen, you're fighting a battle. You're ready to give up. You're ready to quit. I want you to come forward right now. Don't be no shame. We don't need no music. We ain't got to have nothing special. I want you to know that, listen, I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to pray with you through this battle that you're fighting. You don't have to be shameful. Is there anybody that wants to come and says, you know what, I'm, this, this battle, I'm fighting hard. Satan's he's, he's doing a good job of trying to get me to quit and give up. He's trying to cause me to not make it. forget who your enemy is. Don't forget his tactics. And cling to him with that. Don't give up on him. God can't do nothing with a quitter. Can't do nothing with a quitter. Keep pressing on. Keep pressing on.